Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eminem Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host Chase McCallum. Uh, this podcast is probably coming out a couple days after our last one did. Um, we're recording it the same night, so we have been talking for over an hour already, and we are about to do a big draft. Uh, we're gonna, I think, do three rounds, and so this draft we took this idea from PFF. Um, pretty much, they did a mock draft where it was. Um, you have every player in the league, and you go through each team, um, and you draft one player to, or well, in this case, three rounds, so three players per team. But um, for the, uh, if you have five years to win a cup, who's going to help you the most, uh, give you the best shot of that in the next five years? So uh, we'll have to balance positions, um, age, all that stuff, uh, you know, projections, all that kind of stuff um, as we go through. So Chase and I will alternate teams taking picks, and then uh, whatever team we start at, we'll go back the other way. It's a snake draft as well. So um, uh, we're going to add Seattle into this too, so there's 32 teams. Um, and so we'll just snake back and forth, and we'll go back and forth, and then I'll snake up for round two. And then so uh, we're doing it in order of the draft lottery pretty much, and Seattle's just going at the bottom. Um, so when Seattle has the 32nd pick, they will then get the 33rd overall pick as well. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into it in a second. Uh, Chase, do you want to pick first or second? Uh, doesn't matter to me. I should also note this is like independent of contracts. Yes, yeah, this is just players like just you know you if you pretty much the best way i could describe it is in when you do an ultimate draft in madden everyone gets signed to the same contract for a first round pick a second year second round pick so it's like five years whatever million dollars or whatever percentage of the cap or whatever you want to call it so yeah all right um i'll let you start i guess uh give you the easy one right out of the gate uh so the first couple are actually pretty easy in my mind. First overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings are going to add Connor McDavid. Yep. Um, I mean, I don't, there's not really much to say about that. I think the first few are probably pretty simple. Yeah. Like, you can hot take some arguments here, but like the first one's a slam dunk. In my opinion, the next two are slam dunks and then it gets interesting. Well, let's see if I, this is one of your slam dunks. My second pick is going to be uh, for age alone, Nathan McKinnon. Ooh, okay, so your second pick is not who mine was going to be. All right, well, I'm assuming you're going to take the third. But, uh, yeah, so for me it was between – I kind of thought of someone like like just taking the, the first or second best player in the world in Sidney Crosby, but he's also, I think, what, 33 years old now? Um, yeah. Yeah, so – like or 32, I guess. But so, like, I, I tried to balance, and I, I don't know. Like, Nathan McKinnon is a nice mix of, like – one of the top players in the entire world mixed with um, also really young. So, or not really young, like he's he's getting up there now too, but I think he's, what, 24? Um, yeah. So, yeah, 24 years old. So he, he should be in his prime for this entire five-year uh, exercise. All right, you get third pick. I'm going to go off the board again then, I guess. my The third overall pick, Five years to win, I'm going to take Austin Matthews for the San Jose Sharks. I had him at fourth. I had him in, in the second tier. So I had pretty much McDavid in his own tier, obviously. And yep. then I had a tier of about four guys I think you could uh, make somewhat of an argument for. Yeah, that's fair enough. I actually, I don't know. I did this by myself, and I was way too low on Crosby, actually. I have him pretty low down for his age, just 
in relative terms of where Sidney Crosby would go in a mock draft, but that's because if you're taking all five years, like five years from now, Crosby's going to be 38. I would be very, very surprised if he is still a top five player in the world. There's a non-zero chance five years from now, Matthews is the second best player in the world and Crosby's not in the league. So I'm feeling yeah. comfortable with Matthews at three. Exactly. Um, so my fourth pick, or the fourth pick in the draft, going to L.A., is going to be Elias Pettersson. Oh, I thought that's who I was going to be picking next. Nope. Uh, yeah, so he was... Whoops. I just moved him on the wrong spot on the dock. Um, one second. Yeah, so he was the guy who I had in the you know same tier there. Uh, I had him, I think, third ranked on my board, and then Matthews right after him as well. So uh, I'm pretty happy with that. I think him, McKinnon, and Matthews are all very arguable people to go in this kind of tier. I thought I was going to big brain you by being able to get Pedersen at five. I thought that was going to be a steal, but that's a good spot for him. So at five, right. my whole top five, and I did this by myself, are going to be gone now. I'm going to take Jack Eichel. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I had him at, I think, eighth or ninth there. Um, it was kind of the same idea. I was trying to balance. I did just kind of random tiers of like guys who I could kind of group together, so like elite young centermen and then uh, wingers and then a couple more centermen that I threw on my board. So Eichel was like right on the edge of this first tier and second tier kind of thing. Um, so that's a good pick. Yeah, and, uh, like, position doesn't matter as much in this as it does for the PFF one, but it's definitely not a coincidence that the first five guys are centers. Yes, um, yeah, I would, it's going to be interesting to see how early one of us takes a goalie, because there's a few goalies that I do have my my eye on, but at the same time, I think we both know that goalie is so unpredictable that, you know, like, I don't, like, I'm not taking one in the top ten, I don't think. No, I'm definitely not. There's one goalie that... I might as well just say is John Gibson, who we're both going to have our eye on, I would think, because yeah. young he is. Yeah, and there's – there's, uh, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, yeah, even the same range of, like, defensemen. Like, I just find it's so much more important to build around a franchise center than a defenseman. Not that you can't build around a defenseman, obviously, but that's why, it, again, it's not a surprise that uh, the first six picks here are actually going to be centermen because I am taking Sean Couturier. Oh, that's the, New Jersey Devils. That's uh, I had him really high too. Before we keep going, because he might get, are are Lafreniere and Byfield in this? Yep. Yeah. All prospects are uh, okay. eligible. I am not picking them here, but uh, that's good to know. I think I will go with. Well, this is actually, this is actually kind of a tough call. I think I'll go with uh, Leon Dreisaitl because he's younger here. That's not a bad pick. I had him. Uh, about three or four picks out. I think when I mocked him, I had him about, um, what are we on, pick seven? So I don't I think 11th going in mine. Um, but again, I think you could easily make an argument that he, like that's a fine spot for him, absolutely, especially given his age. Yeah, and center. That's, yeah. that's a big thing here. Um, so I'll keep the center, center, run, center run going here. Uh, I'm going to take Barkov. Ooh. I think, I mean, I don't know. We've, we've talked about Barkov enough where I feel like he's probably overrated by the general public these days uh, and just about everyone. But, like, at the same time, like, overrated is just everyone saying he's underrated. But he is, like, a borderline, I don't know. I think when we did our centers list, he was in just in the top ten for both of, both of us. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not the defensive stalwart um, everybody thinks he is, but... I know my model, I just keep spitting him out as like a top 20 player in the league. So 
Yeah, and he's 23 years old, I believe. So, yeah, like at some point, he's just been doing it for so long. He's clearly an elite shooter. He's great on the power play. He's got great penalty differential. Even if he's not the defensive whiz people think he is, he's still awesome. Yep. All right. So you have pick number 10 to the sugar, or number nine, sorry, to the Blackhawks. I'm going to take the first. Actually, no. I'm going to go with Matt Barzell. That's a yeah, that's a solid one too. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Um, uh, th- there's definitely going to be guys I think that uh, are when we're doing the thing. Cause last night I just tried to throw a bunch of names on a sheet and then I kind of ordered them. So I feel like there's definitely going to be ones where we miss out on. And Barzell's just a guy I totally skipped over for some reason. Like when I was doing my research, he just like he's not super high in points this year or uh, Gar because of how he was playing. But I think that's more of a team system thing than it is a Matthew Barzell thing. And so I just didn't get around to his name. I didn't see it, and it didn't click right away. But that's a good pick. Yeah, exactly. He was so unbelievably good at such a young age that I I don't think he got bad since then. Like, I think it's more the context around him has changed rather than anything he's done. Absolutely. Um. Okay, I'm going to – I think you were just about to do it, but I'm going to do it now. I'm going to take the first winger off the board here. I'm going to go David Pasternak to the Arizona Coyotes. Ooh. That's not. A, that's a pretty good one. There's uh, definitely. I think when we did our wingers thing, I think I had Pasternak fourth or fifth. I want to say, uh, maybe fifth. I think it was behind Drysaitel because I called Drysaitel a winger for that. But he's just so much younger than the other three that are very clearly ahead of him. Like he's, I think, four years and five years younger than all three of them. So like, it's just so hard not to take him, even if we maybe don't know exactly how good he is by himself. Uh, I'm willing to bet just for the age alone that that's going to be worth it. Yeah, like, even though I had Hall and Marshawn specifically both ranked above him, as well as Kucherov, but I'm actually going to take Kucherov next, which fits in with this conversation. But, like, I wouldn't touch Hall or um, Marshawn here. No. Yeah, no. To be honest. Yeah, I was just saying, especially, and that's where the age thing comes in, right? Because the age is so much older that it's tough to uh, justify, so... Um, all right, I am on the board now, and I have a big decision to make, but I think I'm going to keep the first going, and I'm going to take the first defenseman off the board, and probably go off the board on this one, too, to the Vancouver Canucks is going Charlie McAvoy. That's a good one. I I had him when I did this by myself as a defenseman going in the first round, which is pretty rare, although I did not have him quite this high. I... So to me, I don't know. I think you can – there's still definitely more uh, – there's better players than him available. But, again, his age is – he's 22 years old, and that just makes it so hard for me to, like, look at – he's already, in my opinion, a top 10 defenseman in the league. And at 22, it's just so hard to, you know, uh, turn away from that that I think you can get some good value building around your team with him. Yeah, like it's a it's a reasonable pick. He's very good, very young. He plays the right side too, which if you're going to take a defenseman, getting someone who plays that right side is huge because they're so much more scarce. Yep. So pick thirteen, Nashville. Who who do you got? Um. So hockey's a strong link game. I'm looking for people who have chances at being the best player in the league, and. There's probably only a handful of guys that have a reasonable shot at being the best player in the league next year, and Sidney Crosby is very high on that list, so I'm going to go with him. Yep, that's fair. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out where belts I would have him in a list like this. Um, 
You know, I mean, I think when you pick guys like Crosby, especially with your first pick, it's like you're kind of building to go for it right now. And um, I don't know what our rules of this exercise would be, but I think if you're actually looking at like right now where it's like if you did say a five-round draft and then anyone who didn't get drafted just remains on the team they're actually on, I think Nashville would be a pretty good team for that because they're definitely a team that is in a window to just try and win right now. Oh, 100%. And where's their big hole that everybody talks about them having in half yeah, a year? Exactly. It's right up the middle. So um, so I am up with Florida. Uh, they are drafting 14th overall. And I am going to go with Mark Stone. That's a good one. Um, so he was a guy that, you know, he's he's a year or two younger than both Panarin and Kucherov, which at that point I don't think it makes a huge difference. I think you could probably go Panarin here very easily as well. Um, but uh, he's also – he was someone I debated with where I was going to take Pasternak, but uh, Pasternak's a full, like, four years younger than him, so I just – I couldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, Mark Stone's going to go off the board midway through the first round. That's not a bad one. I'm going to keep swinging for upside, although I'm going to do the complete opposite of my last pick. I'm going to bank on the fact that Alexis Lafreniere is an older player and hope that he's ready to rumble next year. Yeah, that's a pretty solid pick. Um, I was wondering when he was going to come off the board because it's so hard. So, like, uh, when 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 we were listening to the football one of this, they had um, a couple guys come off the board pretty early, like – uh, guys who Burroughs and uh, Tua both came off in the first round, I believe. Yeah, like in the first half, too, I think. Yeah, but and part of that is because football is such a strong you, – you need a QB to be good in football, so it's like they're just betting that they're already going to be top 20 QBs because the 24th best QB is still more important than the best running back in the league or best wide receiver in the league, right? Like you just need someone to be better than what you have. Um, but in this, it's so much harder, and it's also so much harder to project prospects because in football, they can come in and make an absolute difference right away where – not saying it can't happen in hockey. It's just more rare, right? Yeah, it's just more difficult. And in football, it's easier to reach because of the distribution. Like the football season is 16 games long. The NHL season is 82 games long. And uh, Russell Wilson and Artemi Panarin were worth roughly the same amount of wins above replacement last year. So you can reach for quarterbacks so much easier in football. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering when he was going to come off the board, but there he is. He is off. Uh, and that leaves me at 16 overall to the New York Rangers. You know what? I'm just going to keep with who they have. Artemi Panarin can stay with the New York Rangers. That's a good pick. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say here. I mean, I think he has a legitimate conversation to be a heart finalist this year. He's 28 years old, so definitely by the end of this, you might be seeing him tail off a bit. But for the first couple years, at least, you're going to get a good value, kind of like they will in real life, I guess. Yeah, he's got a better chance of being – like, he's got a reasonable chance of being the best player in the world next year. I don't yep. think it's, he's, like, the most likely one or anything, but he could easily be one of those strong links for a team. Exactly. I'm excited to see him in the playoffs, too. Yeah, me too. Um, um, okay, so you got Winnipeg at 17. Some people might consider this one off the board. I'm going to go with Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, that's a pretty solid pick. I had him a little bit down, uh, a couple couple spots down, but his age is a big thing, too, if you're, if you're factoring in five years here. Yeah, age, strong play driver of the middle. I like Ajo a lot. Yep, that's a that's a very good one. Um, hmm, what do I want to go with here? 
18th overall to the New York Islanders. Oh, this is tough. I am going to give them... Oh, man. Trying to fill some time in here as I make a decision because I'm very, very not sure where I want to go. I'm okay. Gonna give... Oh, sorry? Well, if you need some time to kill, I have a theoretical question for you. Okay. In football, this would be insane. But would you consider trading the first overall pick here if you could get 32 and 33, like those back-to-back Seattle picks? In, like, first overall for Detroit? Yeah, like, would you give up, you might as well just say it's McDavid, for 32 and 33, and then you keep the rest of your picks there, too? Um, hmm. I I don't think so. I think you could make an argument for it more than people probably assume you can. But, like, if, if it was any other pick than McDavid, I, I don't... Maybe I would say yes, but I don't like it's just so hard to justify giving up the absolute best player in the league. And, you know, it's going to be like that for the next five years for like guys where when you're getting the third or you're either hoping for upside or betting on not declining super fast. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think you could find like the two guys you would pick there. The NHL is deep enough. You would get more war out of those two picks than you would out of McDavid unless you really botched them. But, like, having McDavid taking up one roster spot instead of two is just huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, because then you can go and do something with the other uh, the spot as well, right? And, again, in the NHL, there'll still be lots of spots for that, so. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, I'm going to build from the back end again here. I'm going to go Kale McCarr to the Islanders at, uh, what pick are we? 18th. That's a good one. I only had four defensemen in the first round, and you have now, or five, and you picked two of them already. Yeah, um, I have three more, three or four more, I think, that I could justify picking, but. Uh, All right, so you're up. Go with, to the, am I the Islanders? Or no, you got to type that No, in. I just got the Islanders. I am going to pick Andrei Svechnikov, 19th. That's a good one. I had him uh, coming up here somewhere. There he is. Yeah, I had him about 23rd or so. Um, Same so that, that's Yeah, I say that's a that's a very, very solid pick. Uh, I love what he brings. And, I mean, he's just a great all-round player. And, a, you know, I think we've talked about a, a number of times that if he gets put with guys who can feed him the puck and, or put the puck in the net, his, his points are going to skyrocket. Yeah, exactly. And I just love how young he is for this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's very fair. Um, I am going to go... Uh, one second again. I'm just seeing... I'm trying to decide... I think this is maybe a bit more of a risky pick, just given his last season, but, like, he... Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Johnny Gaudreau here. I had him um, precisely in the same spot. Okay, cool. Um, I think, you know, this past season he was a three goals above replacement player according to Evolving Hockey, so that's a little scary. But he's 26 years old, and the previous years were 17.3 and 17.1 goals above replacement. 
And I believe the year before that was around the same range as well. So, like, he's got a great history of being a very, very, very good player at 26 years old. Uh, one off year definitely scares me a little bit, but uh, I, I think his history is enough that I'm willing to bet he bounces back, and he would be doing that on the Toronto Maple Leafs in this scenario. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Um, if just some PDO, like, puck luck goes the other way, I think it actually all of a sudden looks pretty reasonable to pick him above Panarin, especially considering their age. But, um, yeah, obviously we can't undo that. And Goudreau did have a bit of a rough year. Yeah. Uh, so, 21, I'm going to pick Dylan Larkin. Well, that's a pretty solid pick, too. Oh, shoot, I just closed our Google Doc. I won't be back in in a second. That's a solid pick. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't as high on Larkin as they should be because his team sucks. But he's an amazing play-driving center, and I think as Detroit gets better, you're going to see a lot of his super superficial stats start to pop off the page a bit, and people are going to come around to the idea. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely fair. Um. Who was I? I had my eye on someone, and then I completely lost my train of thought. And now I don't know who it was. Um. Oh, yeah, okay. Um. This one I am not confident in. Uh, one second. Oh, this might... Oh, sorry. It's a center, so that's why I'm kind of going back. It might be a little bit of a reach, um, especially because we do love statistics. But at the same time, I guess he had way more points last year than I thought he did. I'm going to go Braden Point. Uh, that's who I was going to pick next if you didn't take him. Okay, well, there we go. At least that makes me feel better. Um, yeah, Evolving Hockey has him as the second highest player in goals above replacement over the past three years if you total them. Um He's obviously not the second best player in the league. Um, But that being said, he is a very, very good player. Last year, he put up 92 points in 79 games. This year, he had 64 and 66. So he was definitely uh, a bit more down, but I think he played injured and just some natural aggression. But even an 80-point wing or an 8-point center who's really solid defensively, uh, generally speaking, as well, um, I would take that, especially at 24 years old, I will take that with uh, pick number 22 every day of the year. Yeah, that's perfectly fair. And I agree. Like, his war is insane, but he plays on the Tampa Bay Lightning and has a just sky-high on-ice shooting percentage, and we've seen the Stamkoses and Kucherovs of the world do it longer than point, which is why I wouldn't take him quite as high as his war suggested. But at 22, I think it's a good bet. Yep. All right, you're up next, then. I'm going to take... Ooh, this is tough. Actually, I might go Byfield here. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair one, too. Um, again, he this is probably the range I, I would have picked Lafreniere, I think. Um, so Byfield was a little bit more down for me. But I think at this point, like, you're starting to take bets with almost... You're either playing it safe and um, getting someone you know is going to be a certain baseline for a while, or you're going to be taking a bet that can swing either way. And I think this is one of those picks. But I don't think that's the worst thing to do at, you know, the 23 range in a draft. Yeah, like at 23, I like Byfield has a sort of like tail outcome where he's like a top five player in the league by the end of this, as opposed to like Ryan O'Reilly being the 11th best center in the league next year or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think it's that's a definitely a solid pick. Uh, I, w- I wasn't even really sure where to take a rookie, but 
uh, or, you know, a guy who hasn't even been drafted yet, technically, I guess. But I, I have no complaints with that one either. Um, so, uh, so that puts me up on the clock, and I don't know what I want to do. It starts to get tough here. I think... I think... Hmm... Making me really think about this one. You know what? Because I just talked about taking swings. I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm going to take a swing, and I'm going to go a net with John Gibson. Um, That's a good pick, actually. I think it's risky, obviously, to take a goalie, and especially considering Gibson uh, wasn't his normal elite self this year, I think is probably fair to say. Um, Not even. But that... Yeah, but that being said, like, again, he's had, like, four years of just being such an amazing goalie that I'm willing to bet at 26 years old uh, and maybe not the worst defensive team or one of the worst defensive teams in front of him, um, he might – he would probably bounce back in a in a fair enough way. Yeah, you picked him 24 up, and then I picked Crosby 13. There's, like, a solid chance Gibson's way better than everybody in between him and Crosby. And then there's also a chance that he's outside the top, like 100 next year. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a very much high risk, high reward pick, but I do like it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So you have pick uh, 25 Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Pick 25. The Pittsburgh Penguins will select Mitch Marner. That's a good one, too. He was someone I was kind of eyeing up as well. Um, Been a pop for him last year, but he's still, like, one of the most talented playmakers in the league. At 25, you're going to get another good player to ride shotgun with him, so he doesn't have to do everything himself. And he's super young, so. Yep, that's uh, absolutely fair. Um, huh... I think I am going to go and take uh, – I'm between I, – I think I know the position here. Yeah, I'm going to take um, Quinn Hughes here at the 26 overall to the Philadelphia Flyers. That's a good spot. Um, I had Makar earlier, and maybe Makar went a little bit uh, or too early, but uh, – you know, same kind of idea. Um, I had another one or two more defensemen in mind, but the age is just so rapidly different. Like, it's like a six-year swing between guys that it's just like, it's so hard to justify not having Hughes and Makars, I think, in my opinion anyways, the first two defensemen off the board here. When I did them, I actually had one guy ahead of them, and it's going to be the guy I'm going to pick next. It's going to be Dougie Hamilton. I he was the third guy on my list, and again, it's just the age gap uh, pushed him back to three for me. Um, I think he's probably the you you could top first or second best defenseman in the league right now. Um, but when he's seven and six years older than the two guys I picked, it's just for a five year thing. I think it's a fine pick. Like I don't think Dougie Hamilton is going to be absolutely garbage in three years or whatever. But I would just I'm just going to swing on the upside for guys who are already like top fifteen defensemen, top twenty defensemen. Yeah, I like the upside pick. I just, uh, Hamilton's just so good already that I like that. Yeah, that's uh, totally fair. Um, Here I am going to go 
maybe Jesus. This might be off the board, too. I'm going to go Jonathan Huberdeau to Tampa Bay at 29 overall. Um, I had him at 25. Yeah, so I think at 29, you're going to get another good player coming back the other way in a snake draft that, you know, is going to help him out. Um, But, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like, uh, everyone says Barkov's underrated, but I think he might be one of the most underrated players. I, I guess it depends who you ask, but, like, the guys put up, 92 points and he was on pace for I think close to 90 again this year um he had 78 in 69 games nice. uh so yeah very nice um so that's a 92.6 so 93 point pace this year as well um you know he's just been one of those guys who has really quietly tore it up in Florida um I don't think people talk about him as one of the one of the game's better wingers but I definitely think he's up there and He's not super old either. He's 26 years old. So I think that's a respectable enough age to uh, justify a pick here. Yeah, I like I like him a lot. I had him like early second round, but that's not really any different than four picks to the end of the first. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Nico Hichier. That's a pretty good one. There, It's getting to the point where it's like you kind of want to take centerman. Um but, like, at the same time, you have to try and figure out the balance between a center goalie defenseman and winger. Um, and, like, is the, say, 20th best center better than the, you know, 6th best winger or whatever we're at. And But I, I, he's young enough where it's, like, again, age is a lot for five-year samples, I think. Yeah, is, him being a center definitely helps. But the biggest thing is just he was very good at a very young age. So I'm betting on him getting better more than anything else. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um Hmm. What do I go with here? I... I'm trying to think if there's anyone who I want to take a swing at who's younger or if I want to stay with someone I actually know. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take another swing. <sighs> Shoot. This is so tough. This is really in the point where it's like, okay, you could pick like... 10 guys at least probably and make a case for them. Yeah, there's just a slew of names at this point. This one is definitely going to be a high upside pick where it's like, it's kind of the same as your Hichie pick is where it's like, it's mostly because he was just really good at a really young age. And that is why I am taking Rasmus Dallin. That's a high risk pick. I yeah, like Um. So I think I mean we talked about this on last the last podcast, but uh, you know last year he was an 8.5 goals above replacement player uh, according to Evolving Hockey. Uh, he was like a legit number one defenseman as an 18 year old in the NHL, um, and I think that should be said for something. And then this year, you know the whole talk was on how he was awful, but he still finished the year as a 4.1 goals above replacement player. Um, and you know he struggled on defense more this year than he did last year, but he wasn't super negative either, and he still created enough on offense that I think it's uh, definitely he's going to be a guy who I think people are kind of sleeping on him to be, you know, one of those top uh, top defensemen in a couple years just because, I don't know, maybe they're bored of him already, but he wasn't the new fancy name to talk about. But I, I don't know. I, I still see Deleen as a guy who could really take a bigger step forward in the next couple of years. Yeah, I could see it. And our prior on him, like pre-draft, is so high, and he goes to this team that's notorious for just having a garbage blue line and he struggles what are the odds with a decent partner and some help up front he looks awesome yeah exactly and i mean again if we're doing it by the draft standards uh 
St. Louis doesn't seem like a horrible spot for him to go, um, just in terms of, you know, who knows how many Blues players will get picked here. But, uh, you know, if you're doing a three- or four-round draft and everyone else stays the same, St. Louis is still probably going to have a pretty good core to go forward with here. Yeah, they'd still have some pieces around them at very least. Yeah. Uh, so pick 31, I'm going to take Timu Meyer. Mm, that's a good one, too. That's a guy, I feel like the Sharks, just because when you think of Sharks, you just think old and bad right now. Um, people don't really think about uh, how good he is, but. Yeah, I think if this was real against actual NHL GMs, I'd be waiting to pick him if it was at all possible to like trade down for him kind of thing. But I, I actually think he would provide a reasonable value here. Yep, uh, I, th- I think that's a, a good, solid pick. Um, I think you got my pick. This is the funnest spot to pick in the whole draft. Yeah, so I think I might go. All right, so I have Seattle. Um, I'm going to go, hmm, this is tough. So I have two picks to play with. I think I want to go center and defenseman. Good combo. Um, so I think I'm going to go in no particular order, but I guess to round out the first round, I'll go with my centerman. I'm just trying to see who's all on the board, make sure I'm not missing a super obvious one. Hmm. I'm between two guys, I'm between two or three guys, but the two of them aren't older than the other guy. But it's only by two or three years, so I'm very torn on where to go with this. Age is such a tough thing to gauge. I think I'm going to go with Mika Zibanejad at the end of the first round. I had him early second. That's a good pick. He's younger than I think a lot of people think and better than a lot of people think. Yeah, I think he's a top 30 centerman in the league, and he's 27 years old. Um you know, I, he's just a very, very solid player. That trade is one of the most underrated ones in terms of really, really bad for one side and really, really good for the other side. And, I mean, I think it's only looked at as even not a complete disaster for Ottawa because Broussard was pretty big on their uh, Eastern Conference final run. So at least they got, you know, something out of him. Yeah, they got the slightest thing. But, like, Zibanejad scored 40 goals last year. I don't think your average hockey fan would guess that. No, I don't think so either. Um, and I think he was playing with Panarin for, you know, on the power play for sure. But still, like, I mean, you got to be good to score 40. Or you got to be at least, you have to have some skill to score 40. And he's had really good underlying numbers for years now, too. So, yeah, he's been a good player in his own right for long enough. It's not like we're thinking, oh, it's all Panarin. Exactly. Um, okay. And then I'm going to round it out for Seattle with a defenseman. I'm going to 23 year old, uh, maybe a bit of a bias pick here, but I'm going to go Thomas Shabbat. That's a, that's a, you got your future locked down there. Yep. Uh, two former, well, yeah, two former sends now, I guess, in terms of this. But, uh, yeah, I, I think when you're Seattle and you have two picks in a row like this, uh, definitely getting a center out of one of them is probably key because by the time it gets 60 picks back to you or whatever it's going to be, you're not going to have near as good centers left on the board. But Yeah, 100%. Um, for Boston, since they don't have a center, I'm going to take Pierre-Luc Dubois. With he was... Uh, yeah, he was one I was looking at right after the Hichier pick, and I took D- Deline instead. But uh, that's a that's a solid pick in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think he necessarily has like the extreme upside, but he's again very good at a very young age, so you can't really go yep. wrong with that up the middle. Exactly. Um, hmm. 
I am trying to say who who am I draft because now you got to try and include team need and I guess a little bit too, but because still with, not aggressive, but like you're not picking a left-handed defenseman here. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at because yeah, I so say you got Deline, so hmm, this is a tough one. I have two guys that I'm kind of kind of debating back, and I think they're both uh, risky enough picks. Oh, shoot, hold on. I'm gonna go Patrick Lina here. Um, I don't. That's swinging. This is, yeah, this isn't necessarily a statistical pick by any means, but like, the guy is such an elite shooter that I think you could justify having him on your team. You know, even if you know he's not going to drive play, which he's been doing slightly better lately, even on a bad Winnipeg Jet team. But, like, he's had two quote-unquote down years and uh, for goal scoring. And last year it was 30 goals, and this year he was on pace for, like, 34 goals. So if that's what your down years are for a 22-year-old in the NHL on a team that isn't very good, like, I'm, like I know Winnipeg has a, enough on-ice talent, but... They weren't very good, or like just all round, except for Hellebuck this year. I'll take my risk with that. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And something that would get underrated in this is somebody's going to come dead last and pick first overall next year. And even if Dallin and Line let you down a little bit, you're still adding another like first overall pick. Exactly. And and again, like um, these guys are on St. Louis, where I think like they probably got a pretty good core to go with it as well. So. A hundred percent. I'm going to get Hishie a winger, and I'm going to pick Miko Rantanen here. That's a good one. I was trying to figure out where I wanted to slot him in as well. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's a that's a very good call. I think he's someone I could have probably picked on the last one too. But, again, I went maybe upside more with Line A, but I think the floor for Rantanen is just so much higher. Yeah, exactly. And with, with Hishie, he's not exactly like a stud number one defenseman, so it's nice to have that high floor, youngish winger to go with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have Huberto for Tampa Bay. Huh, so who do you put with him? Hmm. I am going to go... Hold on. Uh, I think I might start pairing. I'm going to go Jacob Slavin here. That's a good pick. 26-year-old. Uh, he goes, I don't know what pick this is overall. This would be 33, 34, 35, 36, 37th overall. Um, a, a number one defenseman. I think he should get uh, not Norris uh, consideration, but um, I think he, in a, you know, I think I think he's one of those guys where it's like, on everyone's Norris ballot, he could probably be like five or six, and that's kind of where he finishes with voting, and I would not have any problem with that. Yeah, exactly. He's – every now and then people kind of hot take him onto their Norris ballots. I'm not sure he's ever had a year where he's like the best defenseman in the league, but consistently sixth is pretty awesome. Yeah, um, and especially at 26 years old where it's like you know he's going to be good for – you know, he's still going to be his prime for a lot of this, so. Yeah. We – um. We were talking about positions. 
I, I don't really care that much about positions for first three rounds, although for Dougie Hamilton's team, I'm not going to be taking a defenseman here. That's the one thing I would not do is double dip on defensemen, or yep. goal, obviously in the first round. I'm going to swing for upside here and go Jack Hughes. Who's sorry? Uh, you cut out there. Jack Hughes. Oh, Jack Hughes. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's not a bad one. I, I kind of debated with him too. It's like it's one of those guys where he didn't have a real good showing in his first year. Um, but he's so young and had so much potential coming in that it's like, all right, like we could probably make something work with this, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And like, he was really small and everything too. So you can imagine him bulking up and whatnot. And as he matures a little bit, cause his, he was an amazing prospect. It's not like he became bad at hockey overnight. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think there's, um, a solid, uh, spot for him to grow into there he's also a center which becomes really scarce really fast in these yep um okay i'm gonna take oh jesus i gotta think about what i'm gonna take here i got quinn hughes so i got a defenseman i'm gonna go i think tevu teravainen in this spot for the uh, philadelphia flyers well i thought i was gonna be able to wait on him no i Maybe I picked him a little high here, but I, I don't know. I really like what Tara Vinen brings. I think he's one of the more underrated players in the league. Yeah, he's fantastic. And he's reasonably young. Like, he's got everything you could really ask of a second-round pick. Exactly. Um, okay, so you're up again, then. Uh, to go with Mitch Marner, this is kind of tough, actually. I think I am going to take... Hmm... I think Shea Theodore is going to be breaking the puck out to Mitch Marner. That's a good, that's a solid pick. Um, I was wondering, yeah, okay. I, I was wondering if you were going to, there's there's one or two guys that I'm keeping my eye on now because it's like, if age wasn't a thing, they would have been gone long ago, but now it's kind of where do you balance age with position, with uh, skill, current skill. And I, I think uh, getting a, def- especially a puck moving defenseman like that is a solid call. Yeah, especially when you got the speedy winger to go with it. Yeah. Um, now I have picking John Gibson first makes the next pick really difficult because it's just he's just so detached from everyone else. Yeah. Um, maybe I will go. See, this team needs a little offense, but the thing is, I don't love a ton of the offense. I don't want to. You know what? I don't want to leave uh, John Gibson absolutely hung out to dry like he has been uh, for most of the rest or the most of his uh, early career here, at least lately anyways. Um, So I am going to take uh, swinging for upside a bit here for sure, but I'm going to take Miro Heiskanen. That's a good pick. Uh, I don't even know if Heiskanen is technically the best defenseman on his team right now, but I mean, when you look at goals above replacement this past year, he definitely was, but... Uh, the age difference between him and Klingberg, who would be the other option for that team, uh, I think it's four or five years, so that made my choice a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. You're young, just bet, or he's young, just bet on him getting better. Yep. It'd be nice for John Gibson there, too. Have exactly. Some- All right, so you are up uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, who currently have Quinton Byfield. With Quinton Byfield, I am going to give them... 
Um, I think there are a few better players on the board, but because of the age thing with Byfield, I'm going to give them William Nylander. Not a bad pick. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely better skill all around on the board, but like, I mean, you know, Nylander's a solid, you know, first line winger. Um, so you have a pair of those or Byfield plays center. Um, I don't know. Like you definitely have a good forward core to start up front with here. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are better players, but I'm not going to take Malkin with an undrafted player. Yeah. The timeline's um, just a good job. So I have Braden Point, who's a solid defensive centerman who can also put pucks in the net the other way. And I'm going to give him a young uh, guy who is very, very solid at uh, goal scoring. I am going to give him Alex Debrinkit for his wing. That's a good pick. That's who I was going to take next, actually. Oh, look at how that works out. But, I, yeah, I think Point and Debrinkit, that could be a fun combo to watch, especially on a power play or something like that. I think Debrinkit's probably one of the most un, more underrated players. Um, it, it's funny because this is the most, this is the first time I can really remember watching the draft. And I don't I don't consider myself a prospects effort, uh, um, a prospects person at all. But um, literally everyone in this draft is like, how the, on earth did Debrinkit fall to 39th overall? Um, drafted in the second round. Like, he was a top 15 talent, but he was drafted uh, that low because he was short. Um, he's, you know, 5'7". Um, and literally everyone was just like, this is a mistake. What are you doing? And sure enough, uh, he scored 28-41 and then on pace for 20-something goals this year. Um, you know, he had a bit of a down year this year and just in terms of his first two, but uh, overall, with how young he is, 22 years old, I like uh, I like my odds betting on him. Yeah, 100%. And I'm going to keep the center-winger combo going. I'm going to pick Nick Ehlers next. And the reason I like to bring at was because he's just that little shade younger than Nick Ehlers. Yep, that's a, that's a very fair pick. Um, I am going to go... Who am I? Goudreau. So I got a winger. So I think I'm going to pair him up with a centerman. And... You know, we said that centermen are hard to come by uh, as you get later in this draft, so maybe this is a bit of a reach overall, but I'm going to go Mark Shifley in this position. That's a good pick. He's like the one reasonably young, good center left, although he's 27, so he's older than I thought. That's why I bumped him down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, that's kind of why I didn't draft him right away either. Um, I think he's probably... Probably the last one, though, of like the idea of the guy who's all super young but uh, very, very good, right? Um, yeah, you know, and, and and I don't even think he's that young technically anymore. But that's just kind of I think when people think of Shifley, they think of like a twenty-five-year-old who's really solid. Yeah, I, I was debating on taking him where Timo Meyer is. I thought he was twenty-four. Googled it to find out he was twenty-seven, and I was like, oh, that's uh, I'll slide him down a little bit then. Yep, and I think that's very fair. With Svechnikov, it's tempting to pair up a center-winger combo, but I actually think I'm going to go with Matthew Tuchuk. That's a good one, too. I I was trying to figure out where I wanted to put him. Um, I like uh, going along with Svechnikov. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, A pair of, like, shit-disturber wingers, too. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a a duo that, you you know, when that line goes over the boards, you're not going to want to put up with them even a little bit. No, definitely not. Um, all right, for the Islanders, I'm, hmm, I'm picking in a very Islanders way here, I think. 
Uh, hold on. I got... I'm, I'm stuck between... Uh, there's two options I could go. I, there, there's a goalie I could go with here and take the Islanders thing. Or I could go with um, a more younger guy, but he's... He's not... Uh, he's, a, he's a forward, so... Uh, I'm just trying to take a look at... Oh, no, I didn't want that. Sorry, one second. I think I'm going to go with Connor Hellebuck here. Yeah, he was the other goalie. I only had two goalies in the top two rounds, and he was the other guy I had there. Yeah, I mean, I I just think, like, he's been so off and on. um, But, I mean, we've seen, I think, two good years, like two amazing years now, and then a year where he was just kind of average. And... I think either of those at his age is probably fine, but if you even have the potential to be the best goalie in the world like he was this year, and like by a mile in my opinion, uh, I I think that's a fine risk, especially because I think with uh, Makar on the team, he's already got a better defense score in front of him than he did in uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, 100%. He would have killed for Kale Makar last year. Yeah. And depending on who you get like imagine him with a trot system in front of him instead of Paul Maurice and them just getting shelled. Exactly. So like, I, I definitely think that, uh, you could get, see him be an absolute stud, uh, in that and even more so than he already is. Uh, but for the next couple of years. So you were talking about Debrinket and us all being right at the draft. I'm going to go with us all being wrong at the draft. And the first pick I've made in a while that I think could be a steal for his draft position and go Brady to Chuck. Yeah, that's another one. I wasn't sure. I, I think Matthew is definitely the better player right now. And then I wasn't sure how much later I should put Kachuk, Brady um, because he's already shown. So I think uh, the thing to note with Brady is that he's always going to be someone who looks better by advanced stat metrics than he does like what he actually probably provides because all of his um, goal or his expected goal totals come from him just banging in or trying to bang in rebounds right around the net. Um, but in reality, we know not all of those are going to go in, right? But that being said, he's still just such a like he just gets under people's skin, and he's so effective. If he can learn how to not take so many penalties, I think he definitely can be a potential one of the top wingers in the league in three or four years. Exactly, and he's got the sort of like high variance thing where you know he's always going to be like a top twenty guy in expected goals. If he gets some puck luck one year, all of a sudden he could be like one of the most effective players in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, that's a really solid pick, um, especially for his age, too. Like, he, he's still very young, so uh, I don't think that's uh, – it's definitely a guy who could be a steal. And, I mean, maybe it's just the value that he provides there. But either way, I, I don't see that being a complete loss in many situations. Yeah, like, even if he just follows a standard age curve from what we've seen already, I think that's a very solid pick at, like, 45 to 50, wherever we are right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, huh. I okay. So who do I have right now? I have Panarin. You have Panarin's Rangers. Hmm. This is tough because now it's more of it's trying to balance age, but also upside or skill. So this is kind of where the thing of, like, there's just not many centermen left in the league comes in. No, it's not easy to find good centermen, or at least young ones. There's, there's like, the Kopitars of the world and stuff, but 
So I think if we're doing, we're going to do a third round, I believe here. Yeah. Well, this is going pretty long, but that's okay. That's cool. Um, if we're doing a third round. I think I'm going to try and wait and see if I can't get a center in the next round yet, just because I, I feel like the, the gap between them is not going to be as big anymore. Um, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like we're, when we're going to be picking defensemen or wingers before we pick a second centerman, not all the time, but definitely in some cases here. But then who does that, who should I go with, with Artemi Panarin to ride with? I think I might go give him a defenseman and go, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm just kind of look up their age real quick to see if that has any huge difference on what I want. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to swing. I'm going to go Colton Pareko in this position. That's a good one. He's older than I think most people probably realize. Um, yeah, but he's that being, anymore. He's, yeah, he's 27. So, like, I don't know. Even if you get three really good years out of him and then he starts to take a step back, I think you're looking good with Panarin. You know, like, if you're the Rangers, you're definitely in a, a window to just try and push your chips in in the next three or four years, I guess. But Yeah. Um, here, I was, he was really good last year. This is Lafreniere's team, which is why I'm going to feel comfortable taking a risk here. And we're going to go with Adam Fox. That's the other guy I was debating. I'm not even kidding. That's funny. <laughs> and the, the only reason I took Perioko instead of Fox is because I thought it wouldn't be fun if the Rangers got both Panarin and Fox <laughs> in their redraft. With Panarin too, I think you could justify taking Perioko because you think he's better today as opposed yep. to which is more of a longer-term pick. But with Lafreniere, then all of a sudden Fox looks better as the longer-term guy. Yeah, and that makes total sense, I think. Um, uh, you know, um, So for Florida, they have Mark Stone on the wing right now. Now who do I give to play with Mark Stone? I am going to go with someone... Hmm. Oh, he's much older than I thought he was. Uh, okay, I'm not going with him. Never mind. Stone's a decent age where you get flexibility, too. Like, you Yeah, could... like, you could go young with him, but you could also go for it right now as well. Who was I thinking of? Um, one second. Give me the charts. No, why Why are you doing this? Um, so I'm, I'm debating between two defensemen. I think I'm going to give a defenseman for um, Mark Stone to play with. Maybe feed him the puck a little bit, but also uh, Mark Stone's a super good possession guy and defensive. Um, so I think that kind of would fit the mold, but I want to try and figure out which one I want. Uh, because there's two guys I think that I maybe could make an argument for here. No, I'm going to go full defense, I guess, then. I'm going to go with Jonas Brodeen. Really? Yes. Huh. Um, he's a guy who he doesn't – his offensive impact is very, very limited, but I think he's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, especially if you look about uh, expected goals against and Corsi against. He just doesn't let much up at all against. Um, like, he's almost three standard deviations above the mean over the past uh, – 
or sorry, this year. And then when you look at the past couple years, uh, it's similar. It's a little less, and he you know he drives a little less offense, but he's been one of the best um, defensive players year over year. So. Yeah, whoever plays net for those Florida Panthers is going to love you with Stone and Brody. <laughs> yes, uh, that is for sure. So I was waiting on this guy because he's older than I thought, but on Crosby's team, I'm going to take John Klingberg, and we're going to go now. Yep, that's fair. Uh, he's one that I was kind of debating too earlier, obviously, but yeah, he's definitely a little older, but when you're playing with Crosby, that uh, I don't think that matters too much. Um, no, not at all. Uh, so I have McAvoy here. So now I have to decide. I think I want to put a forward up for him to move the puck to. But the question is, which forward? Uh, Now I'm trying to figure out who I want to throw up there for him to get the puck to. I think... hmm, How old is he? The thing with uh, McAvoy, and obviously it's not a bad thing to have a young player, but you kind of want to go young with him, and it's getting a lot harder to justify picks for guys that are that young. Because all the good ones are. Yeah, like unless I'm totally missing something, there's not too many people that are like, like really young and also very, very good. There's no like certainties left as far as young players. Yeah, um, you're really... you're betting on a, a bunch of them. Um, I... This is tough. I'm going to give McAvoy someone who... I, I think this is a riskier pick this year because of the fact that he didn't play too much, but last year I would have felt pretty comfortable making this. Um, and that's Vladimir Tarasenko. That's um, completely eight, forgot him. Pardon? I completely forgot him. But yes. Yeah. So like he didn't. He only played ten games this year, but he had ten points in those ten games. Um, he was huge in the playoff run last year. You know, he he had a bit of a downswing with sixty-eight and sixty-six points over the past two years. But again, like if that's your downswing, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. You know, like yeah, like I I think that's pretty reasonable. There's not there's not slam dunk players left. No, there's no, there's not at all. And, you know, it's it's getting to the guys where I th- there might be a bit of a run on guys who are a little bit older, but you know we're going to be probably pretty good for the next three or four years, or two or three years at least, and that gives you a good enough chance of winning. But we'll see too, right? Like, it's a balance between the two. With, uh, speaking of run on older guys, with Kucherov, I'm going to take Ryan O'Reilly. Yep, that's a good call. I was trying to figure out how high I should put him because I think he's one of the best centers in the game right now, but he's also not young at all. So no, he's a, he's an old enough guy, but again, Kucherov's in those mid twenties. So you're kind of, you're going to want to push your chips in now. Yeah. That, and yeah, and that's definitely, that makes sense. Um, uh, from a team building perspective, uh, it makes total sense because you want to keep going with it. And whose roster was that? The, it was Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota um, would be so much more fun in this reality. Yeah, I mean, especially if they had, like, the, the rest of the team just being solid defensively, too. And then you just get Ryan O'Reilly, one of the best uh, two-way forwards in the game, and Nikita Kucherov, one of the best pure offensive threats in the game as well. 
Yeah, the Minnesota Wild get what they exactly what they don't have but need an elite centerman and just like a complete game breaking talent with Kudrow. Exactly. Um, Pasternak. I now I'm gonna wait a couple picks maybe here for that. Who do I want to put with David Pasternak? So I have Marshan on my list twice for some reason, and I don't know why. Re uh, reunion here? Or no, I don't think so. I, I hmm. The thing with Pasternak is that he's also young, so like I could probably go younger if I wanted to, but I think I'm gonna go with hmm. I think I'm gonna go John Tavares here, and just know that I'm getting three or four years of really good play, or hope that I'm getting three or three or four, and I think. Tavares and Pasternak feeding each other the puck could be kind of like Marner and Tavares, where it's like it is just deadly every time they step on the ice. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. I was actually debating Tavares all the way down with my Marner pick like 12 ago. I just happened to have relatively young dudes in between them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I he's 29 years old, so it's like, okay, how old can you actually get here? But, like... At the same time, I just feel pretty comfortable knowing that um, uh, he's going to be solid for another two or three years, and then you hope in four or five years he's still good enough at least, right? Yeah. And I lied. There's one good sure thing on wing left that's young, and that's going to be Brock Besser I'm going to take here. Ah, damn it. I had him lined up in a couple picks here. That's a that's a very solid pick. I think he's a tier below that like Nylander Ehlers group, but he's still he's still fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, he's definitely a little bit below, but it's like he's one of those guys where it's like you know what you're getting from him every year anyways, and it's just it's very solid play that you are not going to be able to complain about. Yeah, exactly. He's going to put the puck in the net at a well above league average rate, and that's really hard to find in the NHL. Yeah. Um, So I have Barkov here uh, with Montreal already, and (sighs) I'm going to give him a winger. But which winger, I don't know. Uh, I think this might be a little off the board, but I think just getting him a winger that has um, had some experience going on big play, uh, big playoff run, and I think is like a solid player. I think he's also, I think he's in the Besser range kind of, of guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacob Vrana here. I was really hoping that I could also sneak Varana and lay it on you. Yeah, so that's that's a guy who I was kind of eyeing him up a little earlier, but like I, I just couldn't justify taking him. But I think him with Barkov would be good, and I think he's a solid player. He's kind of like maybe he's a little less good than Besser, but I think they're both kind of in the same range where it's like they're a tier below the obvious like obvious great wingers, but they're still very very good. Yeah, he's super effective. I was eyeing him up for that second uh, McKinnon spot because I thought I could wait on him, but he's a first-line winger in his own right, for sure. Yep. Uh, um, In the meantime, I'm going to take, for the Buffalo Sabres and Leon Dreisaitl, Jaden Schwartz. Uh, Yeah, that's a solid pick. He's He's kind of one I kind of just glanced over by accident, actually. Yeah, he's not, like, super young, but 27 isn't super old either. You could see him and Dreisaitl making a run at it this year kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very fine pick. Uh, you know, again, a top-line top line winger. Um, and you're adding to it already what you hope is a very, very good centerman who's young as well. So, yeah. 
Uh, I have Sean Couturier. And I think I am going to give him one... Huh. I'm going to go... I'm going to try and balance out. So Couturier is obviously great uh, defensively. He's, he's probably... I think he, he has a legitimate argument to win the Selkie this year. Every year, pretty much. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm going to give him Gabriel Landeskog to play with. That's a good one. It was between him and another guy who I'm sure will get picked eventually, but I didn't really realize that it was a four-year age difference, so I think for me that's a that's an easy enough pick. Yeah, Landeskog's reasonably young. He's not, like, I don't think he's going to... He's 27. Like, he's, I don't think he's getting better, but... Yeah, but he's Couturier is probably what like twenty six. Twenty six as well, yeah. So it's kind of the same age there. Right in there. With Eichel, we're gonna give him the best winger he's ever had, or at least the one with the most upside, Philip Forsberg. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a solid one as well. That's one I just completely forgot about, to be honest. Um, I have one guy who I really want to take, but. I'm saving him, but the risk is I don't know how deep I can go without him, but we'll see. Um, so I have Pedersen as my centerman, and I kind of want to get him a wing, but he could maybe he could use a defenseman too. The thing is, a bunch of the really good young defensemen are off the board now. Yeah, most of them are gone. Yeah, like the the really good upside ones, I think, are pretty much all gone. Well, that distinct group is Makar, Hughes, and Fox. And then there's like uh, Dougie Hamilton. Heiskanen. Heiskanen, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think if I want to give him a winger here. Or, okay, I gotta take Lannisgog off my board here. Um, we're really young at this top of the thing, too, so I don't know if it makes sense to go with someone old. Well, at this point, we're young enough, and, like, these guys could all still be the best player in the league next year, too. So Yeah, just, that's true. Uh, like, I wouldn't feel bad picking a go-for-it team when Connor McDavid's your center. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I'm gonna pick... I think I'm going to take Morgan Riley here. He was another guy I was eyeing up right about here. Yeah. Um, he He's a, he's one of those guys where I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Riley, but I, I think at this point in his career we know we're not going to get much more. But he's going to be that 20th best, 20-ish best defenseman who you know is still relatively young to the point where I don't think he's getting better, but... I would be pretty surprised if he absolutely fell off a cliff in the next four or five years. Yeah, 100%. And you know he can play the tough, the other team's best competition with a garbage partner to evens, which is a pretty rare trait. Yep. Pretty happy to add on your blue line. Exactly. Oops, sorry about that. With Matthews, I think we're going to swing on some upside and go Anthony Mantha. That's a pretty good one, too. Yep. Um, I like that. I think right now, it's kind of the same idea with McKinnon. I kind of want to get him a winger to play with. I hmm. No, okay. You know what? Because he's coming up. I'm coming up in three picks, so I'm going to wait on this one. I like Mantha, though. That's a solid one. Yeah. 
Um, is Mantha in Edmonton now? Is he the one who got traded on the, at the deadline? No. No, that was Athanasiu. Never mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. Just kind of browsing through who else I think has some potential here. Uh, I have a couple guys lined up, but I the 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 the, the game is trying to figure out where you're going to take them versus where I rank them too. Yeah, it's a tough call. Um. So with McKinnon. I think McKinnon's old enough where you can kind of justify going for it here. He's also good enough. I'm going to give him Brad Marchand so you have the one-two center winger punch that he has had in Colorado. Uh, I, I think these two kind of fit well together in terms of the teams they've played on before. So Ottawa now has McKinnon and Marchand. I like that. With uh, McDavid, we're going to give him the best defenseman he has ever played with in Ryan Ellis. Yep, that's a good one. That was my next defenseman ready. For sure, and then we're going to give him a speedy winger with huge upside in Kevin Fiala. That's a solid one, too. Um, yeah, I like those. I like both those picks. I, ooh. Okay, so Ottawa is now McKinnon and Marchand, and we're coming back the other way. Do I give them a defenseman, or do I give them... Uh, Do I give them another winger is the question. Or a goalie, I guess. I could go goalie, but... Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who... This might be a bit of a reach, I think, but at the same time, I, I know what you're going to get out of him, and I think he could fit well with McKinnon as well. I'm going to go Victor Arvidsson here. He was the guy I was eyeing up sooner rather than later. I like that pick a lot. All right, so San Jose has Matthews and Mantha. Who are you adding to that squad? Ooh, this is a tough call. Speaking of, you kind of just know what you're getting. I might go with Bo Horvat here. Ah, damn it. That's the next guy I wanted to pick for uh, this uh, my team without a center. Yeah, That's kind of an embarrassment of riches to be um, – have Matthew Horvath and take Horvath as your two C, but uh, yep, that's a that's a good pick though. I, I like that a lot. Um, so I have Pedersen and Morgan Riley in L.A. And this is okay. I'm just gonna go with it because I don't know if I can find a better fit than this, and I really like it. This would be assuming that you can get him into the NHL. I would go with Kirill Kaprizov. <laughs> I was debating picking him in this draft. I like that. Um, so for those of you who don't know Kirill Kaprizov, he is pretty much, I would say, one of, if not the best player not playing in North America. Um, he is a 23-year-old winger drafted by the Minnesota Wild, uh, currently playing with CSKA Moscow. Uh, in the KHL, which is hard enough to get into as a teenager, he had 62 points in 57 games this year, uh, 51 points in 57 games last year, and 40 and 46 the year before that. So as 23, 22, and 21 year old, um, so that's pretty impressive. And that is my pick. I like that. That's a big upside pick. I like it. With Eichel, I think we're gonna give him. Actually, I don't know what I want to do here. We'll give Eichel Aaron Ekblad. 
That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Give him him and Forsberg a defenseman to play with and a guy who can move the puck up ice as well. Yeah, that's a team, Eichel, Forsberg, Ekblad. They got their elite number one center and an elite right-handed defenseman. Yeah, uh, I like that. Well, young. Forsberg's a little older, but he's still reasonably young. I am going to go... Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go... Hold on. I group this. I want to go... I think there's definitely a time here where I'm going to be swinging high upside, I think, by the end of the third round. Although it's tough because we're only doing three rounds, so it's like, you know, maybe if you're doing more rounds, you'd consider it more as well. But uh, I think I'm going to go to put with Couturier and Landis Gog. I want a defenseman, I think. And I am going to put... Hmm... Trying to find someone who's actually has some age that they can still play with, but I, I'm not having much luck with that, Chase. <laughs> I'm gonna put Nate Schmidt on their team. That's a good pick. Um, he's not a, a flashy defenseman by any means, but he gets the job done. So. And you can, you know, he can play on a roster of dudes who've never seen each other before. Exactly, and that's what really matters. <laughs> exactly. He's all about the intangibles here on the Eminem Hockey Podcast. Yes. I got all right. Dreisaitl and Schwartz's team right now. They're kind of oldish. I might give them Evgeny Malkin. There you go. I was I was trying to figure out where on earth I wanted to put him, and I, I just could not figure it out for the life of me. But that, that's a solid spot. I think... Hmm... Who do I have here? I have Barkov and Vrana. So I got a pretty younger team, so I won't go there. I think I'm going to go and give them. Uh, now I'm trying to balance out uh, age and skill as well. I'm going to go with another defenseman here who's kind of youngish. I think right now we're in the, the list of defensemen where it's like, you know they're not going to be studs, but they're they're pretty good, and they're number one defenseman, or first-pairing defenseman at least. I'm going to go Travis Sandheim here at 24 years old. That's a fun pick. He's one of the, those, like, defensive studs, right? Yep, yeah. He doesn't, he's, again, not a very flashy player, but when you play him with Barkov uh, and Vrana, I think that's a that's a decent mix of, you know, you have some offense there with Barkov. Uh, Vrana's pretty solid, I think, all around, and Sandheim's pretty good on the defensive end of things. So Yeah, that's a good combo. With right. Barzell and Besser, this is kind of a tough call, actually. I might give them Capo Caco. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Go for it. This is tough because uh, it, it's. I think you kind of went in the right spot. Like if you took Jack Hughes in the second round, um, eighth overall, I think it was sixth overall. I think Caco going a full round plus some more than that is fair. Because of just how bad he was. Yeah, he was just atrocious. And I think for a lot of people, he was still the second prospect going into the thing, too. So I, I definitely think that's fair. Yeah, but he does have that potential, so. Yep. 
Um, so I have on Arizona, I have Pasternak and Tavares. So Tavares is a little older. So let's just commit with the age. I'm going to go Patrick Kane. I was wondering when he was going to come off the board. He's one of those guys where it's like he puts up so many points and is so good offensively right now that I think on this team he would fit well. And what's Arizona's biggest weakness in real life? It's offense. So why not just let them load up on a fantasy draft here? That power play would be ridiculous with Pasternak, Tavares, and Kane up front. And Kessel, if you wanted to add him there, because I'm assuming he would not be taken in this draft. No, definitely not. So, yeah. Or at least not as we're doing it. Nope. Between Kucherov and Ryan O'Reilly, we're going to double down on old centers and go with Bergeron. That's a good one, too. Yep. This is kind of where you can justify guys, I think, going who are um, older and more skilled. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not going to get a 24-year-old even half as good as Bergeron at this point. So. No, not at all. Um, okay, and McAvoy and Tarasenko, I think I'm going to go keep the older player run going. I'm going to go Steven Stamkos. Uh, that's who I was going to go next. <laughs> a nice centerman for uh, uh, Tarasenko to play with, and then you got McAvoy feeding both of them the puck from the back end. I think that's a pretty good trio. Yeah, uh Crosby's team, we're going to go old again. Crosby-Klingberg, I would love to see this combo in real life. We're going to add Taylor Hall to it and pray he can rehab with the second best player on earth. Yeah, that's definitely a high upside, but also high bust potential pick, I think, um, where it's like if Hall doesn't rebound, um, you're in some trouble with that. But if he does, that's probably the best one of, if not the best first line in the league for the next two or three years. Oh, 100%. That like Um, three on three unit would be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna mark. I got Mark Stone and Jonas Brodine uh, for Florida. I want to get them a center. Uh, I'm gonna go Sean Monahan. That's who I was debating on soon. Yeah, uh, he's one of those guys who's like a mix of he's a solid center, he's top six center, and he's also not super old, so it's like you can justify it pretty well, I think. Um, so. Yeah, and he he fits the Gaudreau mold where if things go a little differently this year, all of a sudden you're picking him at like forty and nobody's blinking, but. Yeah, he was he was definitely worse this year. We're gonna keep the young train going in Calgary with Lafreniere and Fox, and we're gonna take Anthony Sorelli. That's a solid one too. I was wondering when he was gonna come off the board. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good young trio to build around. Yeah, I wouldn't want Sorelli to be like my second or third pick if Sidney Crosby was my first. But if you're already taking a risk on Lafreniere and Fox, keep the youth movement going. Uh, so I Perieko and Panarin for the Rangers. I am going to try to see. Hmm, I'm trying to balance out what other teams I have to pick for as well. If it makes more sense to put them somewhere else. So this is definitely an older team. So I I might say F it. I'm going all in. Here's Alex Ovechkin. That power play is going to be fun. Oh, that power play would be awesome. Yeah, Ovi was another guy. I was I was really torn with Ovi. I think yeah, it, it's, it's tough because you really? want him. He could be good for three or four more years just doing the power play thing, but also if he fell off in two or three years, would it really shock you? Yeah, like if he's Jerome McGinley where the only war he's adding is on the power play in three years, does that I, – I could totally see that. Yeah. 
Me too. And, like, I think they're with how good he is on the power play, there's still something useful with that, but it's just not as useful, obviously. Yeah, it's not as valuable as many of the dudes in front of him. Yeah. So we got Aho and Brady Tuchuk's Winnipeg Jets here. We're going to give them Hampus Lindholm. That's a good pick as well. Yep. Um, all right, we have Makar and Hellebuck. For the Islanders, I feel like I should go with a forward here. The thing is, a bunch of the centermen that I had kind of looked at are kind of gone. Yeah, um, it's a rough time to be looking for your number one forward. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think no matter what I do here, it's probably not going to be good. So I might bet on. A bit of a bounce back um, for this guy, who is... Oh, hold on. Uh, ah, that would be why. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not doing something stupid here. But I'm going to bet on a bit of a bounce back from this guy and hope he can recreate. I'm going to go Kyle Connor here. Yeah. I am... He wasn't good this year, um, but he was really good last year, and he was solid enough the year before, and he is still, I believe he is, what, 20-something years old. He is 23 years old, so it's like, I don't know, I think it's a a reasonable expectation that he'll bounce back from being a just replacement-level player. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on him being a replacement-level player next year. All right. The... Svechnikov and Matthew Tchuk show needs a centerman, and I'm going to give them William Carlson. Ah, damn you. That's who I had next. That's who I debated picking that last pick, too. There's not that many, like, reasonably young and also, like, comfortable first-line centers left. He's not going to be, like, the best player in the world or anything, but as long as he's solid. I'm going to give Toronto, who's got Goudreau and Shifley, I'm going to give them Mikhail Sergachev. I, I was getting ready to take him soon. Yeah. Uh, just a solid defenseman on the back end who is young enough where it's like, you know, he's going to be good for a little while. So you can balance out Shifley and Goudreau there and uh, get Sergachev in. Yeah. Um, we got Larkin and Ehlers. I'm going to give them Nino Niederreiter. That's a good pick, too. I like that. Uh, I got Dallas, Point, and Debrinket. I'm going to give them a defenseman and Ivan Provorov. That's a good one. He's someone that would go a lot higher depending on who's was doing this draft, but yes, I would definitely agree with that. But at at this point, there's not exactly slam dunk picks left, so bet on the micro stats and. Yep. Speaking of, there's no slam dunk picks left, so bet on the micro stats. We're going to go Seth Jones to play with Byfield and Nylander. That's a good. I totally. I'm not even going to lie. I totally just glossed over Columbus by accident. I, I, like Jones and Wierenski, I just totally forgot to put on my list. So now I have a decision to make if I choose another defenseman here. But I have Gibson and Heiskanen, so I'm not choosing a defenseman for Vegas. I'm once again looking for a forward. And with Gibson and Heiskanen, I got a younger team here. So I wouldn't say this guy is younger. He's 28, but I think he could fit into the Vegas mold pretty well. I'm going to go Brendan Gallagher. Ooh, I like Gallagher. He w- He's definitely uh, a guy you could get, like, add some value here. Like, relative to his draft position. At least yeah, the, I th- 
couple years. For, yeah, for a couple years here. I don't think he'll be maybe great by the end of the contract, but for right now, I think he can provide a bunch of value. Yeah, for sure. With uh, Marner and Theodore in Philly, I'm going to give them Thomas Hurdle. Again, not a ton of good centers left, but he's young enough and good enough that playing with Marner, I could see it going well. Yep, that's fair enough. I got Hughes and Tara Vinen in Philly. I am going to... You know what? I'm going to keep... Oh, geez, what do I do here? I am going back and forth pretty heavily here. Uh, I kind of want to give them a goaltender and just say swing for the fences here. Um, I'm going to give them Carter Hart. I'm going to keep keep Carter Hart with them. Um, I think he's been he's been okay. Like he's been six goals saved above average over the past two or like each of the past two years pretty much. Um, and his goal saved above expected are minus 2.7, but 7.25 as well. So I think that um, with just how young he is and how touted he was as a prospect, he's one of the safer goalie picks you can make. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. And he's he's been the most hyped goalie prospect for a while, right? Like I know what's-his-name went really high last year, but I didn't hear a ton about him, whereas Carter Hart's been hyped for a really long time. Yep. I got the Hamilton and Jack Hughes squad, and ooh, this is tough. There's a couple. There's two players left that I really want to pick, <laughs> but uh, instead I'm gonna give Jack Hughes a winger and give him Sam Reinhardt. That's a yeah. That's a solid one. That's I had my eye on him as well. Um, He's young enough, too, where it's like you can still see a little bit of growth, hopefully, from him, too. Yeah, exactly. His uh, he might be a, one of the rare guys whose situation would be leaving Buffalo and getting worse, playing on a first line with Jack Hughes. But Yeah. Um, so Tampa Bay, who has a great roster even after this draft is done, likely. Um, they have Slavin and Huberto, so it's kind of a mid kind of thing. I'm going to give a center to play with, who had a bounce-back year this year. I don't know if I expect him to be this good next year, but I'm going to give him Jonathan Taves. That's a fair pick. I think, you know, his age obviously uh, bumps him down. Um, but uh, at the same time, he, uh, he he was really good this past year. Like, he had 11 goals above replacement. In the past two years, he's been 6-7. and seven. He's not what he was when they were winning cups, but he's still very solid. Yeah. Um... Tell me if he's not on the board. I'm going to give Hishay and Ranton and their defensemen with Victor Hedman. Yep, well, that's a good I, – I was going to pick him, and then I – for some reason I thought you took him earlier, but I don't think he is on the board. Yeah, um, I think he's yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid pick. Um, I think there's another defenseman you should be betting on upside here with your pick, but it doesn't make sense for me to take either of them. You know exactly. Oh, one of them. I had to yeah. get up for the final two picks, and uh, although, you know what? Just because I want to see two Swedish defensemen play well together, I'm gonna bet on upside here and go Eric Carl. Or not, I'm gonna bet on a rebound and go Eric Carlson. Yeah, that's who I was picking next. There's been a while since we picked a guy who could be like close to the best player in the league next year. 
Carlson on a bounce back actually has some chance at achieving that at least. Yeah. Unlike anybody else that you could possibly pick here. Um, Meyer, Timu Meyer and Pierre-Luc Dubois for the Boston Bruins. We're going to go with Jared Spurgeon since Carlson's gone. Nice. Say Petrangelo is the other one. I think you could probably take it that spot as well. Yeah, Petrangelo would make sense too. Um, with Zibanejad and Shabbat, we got a decently young team with Seattle. And I think if you're an expansion team, you're going to have a young team when you do your draft anyways. Why not start with a goalie? I'm going to go Ilya Samsonov, or Samsonov, however you want to pronounce it. That's a fun pick. I think it's definitely a risky one, but at the end of a three-round draft, I think it's one that you may as well just take a shot on. You got a young first two picks, or young enough first two picks, so you may as well go with a goalie who has been pretty good this year. He hasn't been a lead or anything, but for his age and just how hyped he's been, I, I, I feel confident enough in him. Yeah, bet on the potential for the huge upside there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's our draft. Uh, we'll have these posts online and the, the, the whole spreadsheet online uh, with it as well. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know who we missed because I'm sure there are definitely players that we missed. Uh, three rounds goes pretty quick when you're trying to actually evaluate for age and building your team for the next five years as well. I know. Like I was still, I wanted to pick a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand and some like someone like that, but he died yeah, to the board with better players. I had like Ryan Pulak as well. Like, uh, lined up as a guy who maybe you could take as a defensive guy if you needed that but it's just like there's just better options available yeah and like whoever dallas is gets to keep tyler sagan out of this like that's pretty big yeah exactly yeah and jamie ban and alexander radulov like yeah so um yeah no it's definitely uh it, that was a fun exercise um yeah penguins uh, are keeping gensel latang murray like all those guys, yeah, Jari, yeah, yeah. And there was a bunch of there was a bunch of goalies I had on my list too. Like I was, I wanted to take a swing with someone like Blackwood or Kemper as well, but in three rounds, it's just so hard to to justify that. I think. Yeah, exactly. Especially when like Victor Hedman and Eric Carlson are going towards the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening as well. Um, if you want to find our work, you can go to lastwordonhockey.com. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, I am at NHL Sends and Stuff. Chase is CMHockey66. Uh, Chase, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, this was fun. I guess if we're going to tweet out the spreadsheet, tell us who you think has the, uh, which team is the best. Which yeah, exactly. Or who you think the value picks were and who the worst picks as well. Um, so thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you all next week.